Hi, this is Jen. We're here with Amplify Your Soul. We're going to be doing a practice circle, and Juliet's here. Hi, I'm Juliet Bowen, and welcome to our channel, Amplify Your Soul, where we discuss topics on spirituality from a beginner's point of view. And we have Sharon Jones and Carrie, and I'll turn it over to Carrie to introduce herself. Hi, I'm Carrie. I am in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and I was brought to mediumship when my son uh, transitioned to heaven in November of 2020. And it kind of, within a few months, I discovered Helping Parents Heal, an amazing organization that's open. Um, it talks about communicating and has mediums, and I just really caught on the train and have been taking classes for a little over two years now. Thank you, that's awesome. And now we have Sharon, who has been all of our mentor at Whole Medium Academy, and we've been taking various courses through Whole Medium Academy. And so Sharon's gonna help us lead our practice circle. And thank you, Carrie, so much for being here. And Sharon, thank you as well. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Um, just to tell you guys a little bit about myself, I have been on this journey uh, discovering my mediumship uh, for almost nine and a half years now. Um, I spent several years in a long-term mentorship, and I have been running um, mentorship circles for about five years now. And it's one of my most favorite things. I really, really enjoy um, watching the light go on. That first time that people make that contact. It's just wonderful. Um, so, Jen, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk a little bit about circles. Because there are several different types. That would be amazing. Thank you. Okay, so we have practice circles. There are many of them out there. You can find them on Facebook. You can find them in many different places, in spiritualist church, churches around the world. Um, and practice circles are just that. It's a group of people who get together to practice working on their mediumship skills. Now, there are also development or mentorship circles, and those are different in that you have, um, like, a head teacher there or a teacher there um, who helps to guide you through your readings to help you learn to increase um, and expand on the conversation that you're having with the people in the spirit world, and they are people. They're the very same people they were before they left. Um, and also to get over any types of blockages that, you know, blocks that you might have, which everyone experiences. And so when you are in any type of circle, it is very important for your own self-development that you feel comfortable that you feel safe, and that you feel supported by not only the person who is leading the circle, but by all the other people in the circle. Um, the more you have that sense of comfort and ease, 
the easier it's going to be for you to um, to grow and to expand on the natural abilities that you already have. Thank you. That was wonderful. Could you explain a little bit about the mechanics of what happens in a circle? For example, today we're going to go about seven minutes each. Okay. So during a circle, um, and everyone's circles are different, um, I do like to encourage the people who join to do a bit of inspirational speaking for two reasons. I never force anyone to do it, um, but for two reasons. First of all, not everyone in the circle, or let's say you were doing a demonstration for a larger audience, is going to get a contact. And it's really important to leave everybody with something to take away. Um, and so then, you know, we usually do seven minutes. And um, I typically can link in with the student and follow their link. And so um, I encourage people to give what they're getting. Um to recognize what faculties they're using. You know, that's the clairs, the senses that we use to talk with the people in the spirit world. Um, and just try to be very encouraging and supportive because I have found that people grow best when they're loved. That makes perfect sense. And that is what we've all experienced together. And we've been in spirits. Um, practice circles with Sharon and we wanted to come together and show people what it's like and what happens is is we make a connection and then we have someone join us and then we start explaining who it is and then the other person in the circle is the sitter and needs to uh, recognize the person. So it's not that we come into this and say, I'm going to connect with your grandmother today, Juliet, or I'm going to connect with Sharon's best friend or what have you. It's who spirit decides is going to come visit. You know, Jen, that's a really, really important point that you make there because we as the mediums do not get to control who comes through. We have absolutely nothing to do with that. All of, that, all of that is arranged by the people in the spirit world. Well, thank you, Sharon. Can we also talk about how long we've been in the mediumship space? I know for me, I've only been doing this 11 months and I've taken your course level one and I'm excited about taking level two and I've learned so much in this space that, um, but I still feel like there's so much more that I can do in practice. Um, and just keep going. Uh, how's every, and how long have you been doing uh, your work, Sharon? Um, my journey began about nine and a half years ago at a local circle. Um, I was eventually um, led to my mentor, um, and I spent six years in mentorship with her. Um, and like I said, I've been, I think I started working professionally in 2016 and started teaching about five years ago. Um, and, you know, 
I love what you said. You feel like there's so much more to learn, right? Um, that learning is never completed. For as long as we are here and we are doing mediumship, we will continue to learn. Our mediumship will change time after time. We'll just get comfortable with how it's working. And then the spirit world will throw us something new to learn. Um, so, you know, we continue to learn and grow and expand as we go along for however long it is that we choose to do this. Thank you. And I also wanted to ask you, is there a difference in mediumship if you want to connect with the loved one versus connecting with uh, spirits on the other side for um, a professional, for a professional endeavor? So in my opinion, there is no difference. Um, the di in the beginning, it's a little bit difficult to tune, not to tune into your own loved ones, but to um, recognize, is this something I already knew? Is this something new that I did? Is it my imagination? Because you know so much about your own loved ones. Likewise, in the beginning, reading for people that you know very well can also present a challenge because you know so much about them. I'm sure you know, you know, who their loved ones are in the spirit world. So working with people that you don't know gives you the chance to really fine tune those abilities that you have because you're starting with a clean slate. And so it's easier not to have your conscious mind come in and question whether what you're getting is real or not. So um, I, I truly feel that by speaking with other people's loved ones in the spirit world also helps you to better communicate with your own loved ones as well. Thank you for that piece of advice. Um, Carrie, how long have you been in the mediumship realm? Um, I believe I started classes about two and a half years ago. I was listening to podcasts and soaking it all in every day, multiple times a day before that. So as soon as this Helping Parents Heal entered my awareness and the spirituality, things I'd never had a reason to think about before, now we're like the main thing I wanted to think about. Um, and to, to be able to connect with my son, like I knew he was still out there and oh. he's not out there. He's right here. Oh, that's so amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Was he one of the first ones you connected with when you started mediumship? Yeah. I mean, that was my sole purpose. So, um, there were already little things that I would hear or, or feel like it was, but, um, but he's, he started coming through in meditations and, um, a couple months ago, he actually showed me age progressing because <laughs> it was a trigger of mine, um, that his friends were growing up and he, what, and you know, he's still, 
the age that I see the pictures. And um, so in the middle of meditation, he literally like age progressed. And now every time I see him, I see him at 15. And it's, it's really cool. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. Doing the um, raising my spirit. I listen to music and that's how, how I get into it. And uh, he started like coming up and dancing with me like forehead to forehead. And, um, and then I start seeing other loved ones come in like in a circle and we just have a spirit dance party in my head. It's pretty fun. Oh, that's beautiful. (laughs) What about you, Jen? I mean, we know each other and that's why we're doing this podcast, but when did you actually start your mediumship journey? So I took mediumship foundations with whole meeting Academy in August of 2022. And then there was a practicum. So like a practical component where we started practicing in December. So I actually was just looking at my notes. My very first practice reading was December 1, 2022. So about 11 months ago. Well, thank you. We just wanted to share with our audience where everybody's at, because I know so many of our viewers will want to know about mediumship and will be interested to see how far you can get if you're, whether you're at at day one or whether you're at a day 165 or, or, you know, nine, 10 years into it. So thank you. Sharon, it would be awesome if you could lead us in the preparation and the start of the circle. Absolutely. So um, I'm going to take you through a quick meditation just to help you raise your vibration to open up that power that you use to communicate with the people in the spirit world. So if the three of you would like to shut off your cameras, I will go ahead and start that for you. So first, we're just going to take a couple of deep breaths. We'll make it three just to get you all nice and relaxed and into a place where you can open up yourselves to the spirit world. So I'd like all of you to get comfortable, wiggle around a little, make sure that you are comfortable. And we're just going to count through three breaths. And I'd like you to breathe as deeply as possible and then release. So let's go ahead and take our first breath. Take a deep breath in all the way down to the very base of your abdomen. One, two, three. And exhale fully. One, two, three. Another deep breath, deep, deep, all the way down. One, two, three. And exhale fully. One, two, three. And one more. Deep breath all the way in. One, two, three, and exhale. One, two, 
three. And now return to your normal breathing rhythm. And as you sit, I'd like you to visualize roots growing out of the bottoms of your feet, going deep down to the center of the earth. Down, down, down. And as those roots reach the center of the earth, Imagine the earth sharing her energy with you. And you can feel that energy coming up through the roots all the way up until it reaches the bottom of your feet. And now feel that energy entering in through the bottoms of your feet, filling your feet coming up over your ankles, through your calves, past your knees, into your thighs, reaching your pelvic region. And as it does, you feel your root chakra ignite and expand out in all directions, all around you. And the energy continues to rise and reaches your sacral chakra, which also ignites and expands out in all directions, all around you. And as that energy continues to rise, you feel your solar plexus, your solar plexus chakra ignite and expand out in all directions, all around you for as far as you can visualize and imagine. And the energy rises further still to your heart center, your heart chakra, which also ignites and expands out in all directions, all around. And it rises further still until it reaches your throat chakra, which also ignites and expands out in all directions, all around you, above you, below you. And it rises further still and reaches your third eye chakra, which also ignites and expands out in all directions, all around you. And now visualize your auric field, that power, your soul power that lies within you, expanding out as far as you can possibly imagine. And when you're ready, open your eyes, wiggle your toes, your fingers, and turn on your cameras when you're ready. Okay, everyone's back. So now that you, you, all of you are in your power, um, is there anyone who would like to go first? Well, I guess I will go first. <laughs> Wonderful, Juliet. Thank you. Um, so I'm sensing a mother or grandmother on the paternal side. And she's coming to me and I'm sensing that 
she, I'm getting an idea of how she looks first. And I do see her smaller with on the shorter side with a bun in her hair or her hair is up in a bun. Uh, she has glasses and she's a little hunched over. Can anybody take a grandmother like that? I take everything but the bun. Okay. Um, she's also saying that she passed away in a hospital. I can Carrie? take everything but the bun as well, including the passing in the hospital. Okay. And I'm out at that part with the hospital. I can also take everything but the bun and the glasses, but I can take the hospital. So go a little further with her, Juliet, and see what else she would like to share. So she's showing me she had an oxygen mask on in the hospital. Um, and I'm also seeing she had an oxygen tank. So she may, I'm sensing that she may have had the oxygen tank before she entered the hospital. Can anyone take that or does that resonate with anyone? The mask, the yes, but the tank prior, no. And I wouldn't know. Um, so. Okay. I'm seeing a halo over her head while she's in the hospital. And I'm not sure why, but did she talk? I'm sensing she talked about angels um, before she passed. Would anybody be able to understand that? I don't recall, but it's possible. Okay. Um, I can actually take that with another person specifically. So just check, Juliet. See if you can discern whether or not you have more than one person with it. Yes. So I just saw two fingers when I asked, um, is there more than one person? So thank you. And the one with the halo is on a maternal side. I'm seeing them come in on my maternal side. I don't know if that's correct. No. Okay. Because one's standing here and one's standing on my other side. Um, yeah, so let me get some more information. So with the one with the angels, she's showing me as soon as she passed, the angels were right there taking her away. There was no... Um, there was, there was no pause. Like she knew here's the angels and I'm on my way. The angels are waiting for me is what I'm hearing and sensing. Although there might've been some family members beside her bed or in spirit there, um, the angel was very, very present <laughs> in her passing. Uh, I'm going to ask for evidence. So I'm hearing that she was in the hospital for six to eight months. The one that was taken with, uh, that went to, with the angels right away. Do you know if she was in the hospital for that no. long? Okay. Um, she was not. On and off, but, but I want to say closer to six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks. Okay. That's interesting. Cause I saw six to eight. I'm, I'm unsure if I heard or saw the months now. So <laughs> maybe I just added that. Um, I'm also, um, 
sensing something with the heart or the lungs. I'm being brought to my heart area for the passing. So something, something about the ox needing oxygen, um, but also it just may have affected the heart. I don't know. I'm asking who I'm with right now because, um, and I feel like it's you, Carrie. So I also heard she had angels as well. So that's, I think that's what the crossover was. Um, I'm seeing her father there first though. And I, I'm still asking for evidence because we practice um, evidence here and that is not evidence, but let me, um, it's a nice thought. Let me go back and check what I can give you for evidence. So Juliet, you're seeing her father. Was her father in spirit before her? Yes, okay. he is in spirit that waiting. Okay, even though that should be from common sense that the, her father would be on the other side um, prior to her being her passing. Quite often people lose their children, so you never know. So don't That's, make assumptions. Thank you. So she's showing me how she grew up and I'm seeing a white house in a country setting. And I'm seeing that she's baking things. She likes to bake things. Would that be correct? She wasn't much of a cook. Okay. Um, so she... I specifically saw a pie, but I didn't want to say pie. I kind of wanted to be more general. So I don't know if I should have said something specific. Yes. Give it exact, exactly as you're getting it. If you saw a pie, give a pie. There is a pie. a pie. There is a there is a significant pie. Okay. Okay, thank you. Um, how much time do I have left? I have three or four minutes, Sharon. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so, Carrie, your mother is showing me a field, like a country uh, setting. And I'm showing there are um, stocks. This would be now, my grandmother. Yes. Did I say grandmother? And I see a well. So I don't know if there was, I, well, I see her bringing a bucket of water. So I must, like, she has an, a wooden pail of water that she's running back and forth from the farm to her house for some reason. So somewhere out in the field, and then she's running back to the house or walking, I should say, walking fast and then walking back and forth with this pail of water. And go in it. Go ahead and check in. You gave quite a bit of information there, and you want validation on every piece. Can you validate any of that for me, Carrie? Um, the farm, not so much, unless it was somebody else's. Um, <clears throat> but we used to go to a farm together. Um, but not like her growing up. Uh, my other grandmother, I have a picture of her in, in a field of tall wildflowers. But I don't know it, about the bucket of water. I don't know if that's a metaphor, maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't want my ego or my, you know, my mind getting involved with this. Uh, so I'm at, you know, because part of me is thinking, is it a fire or is it a well? What is going on? Why do so I see we her? We don't want you thinking. 
Don't use your conscious mind. No thinking. Just take a nice deep breath. Relax. Expand your power again. And see what comes to you. So I feel like the water is being used to brush their teeth and being bathed. And this is like indoor plumbing was not a thing. And you would say something like, and you would understand that, Carrie? I don't know. So I'm asking her to share something with me that you would know. So I heard, girl, you got this. (laughs) (laughs) And that's nothing like what I just asked for. So I'm asking her for evidence that you would relate to. Do you have a picture of her? I'm seeing a picture of her in the 1950s or 60s or something where she has a beautiful dress on um, and she has cat eyeglasses and hair maybe to her shoulders. Yes. A black and white photo. Yes. Okay. Thank you. And you can finish when you're ready, Juliet. Thank you. Do you know if there's a person or I see a purse in that photo as well, like she's holding a purse? Possibly. All right. And I'll leave. I'll see if she has a message for you. And she's in her personality is I just sent the message. Didn't you hear? You got this girl. And so. (laughs) Wonderful. She has a sense of humor. So, Carrie, go ahead and give Juliet some feedback on what she's given you. Um, Don't expand too much upon the information because you guys work together in a circle. Um, So we want to leave, you know, their whole story. We don't want to tell their whole story so that they have new things to come and talk about the next time they visit with us. So you had both of my grandmothers and kind of went back and forth. Um, And they were, they were friends here. Like I got to do lots of things with both of them. So it would make sense that they would be together over across the veil as well. Um, So uh, they both actually passed the hospital. Uh, And I believe they both had oxygen and stuff on. Um, I, I have to ask my mom about if either of them talked about angels. I just can't recall. Uh, but I do agree and believe that angels, cro- you know, helped them cross and were there immediately. Um, the six to eight weeks in the hospital is pretty spot on. Um, that's when you started switching over to my mom's mom. Uh, the, uh, she did have a special relationship with her father, so I could see why he would be the one to greet her. Uh, white house and country setting. I know that that she lived in a white house for a lot of growing up. Um, but it was more suburban, but it could appear country, you know, like it had more a look of a country home. Um, but they also came out to the country on a regular basis. Uh, the pie, uh, derby pie is a big thing here. And she would make those for derby, for Kentucky Derby. Um, then I feel like you went back 
to my other grandmother. Uh, when you start talking about the field, the picture with the tall wildflowers, uh, not sure about the water in the bucket situation. And I could see her being somewhere that didn't have indoor plumbing possibly. So I'll follow up on that. Um, girl, you got this. Doesn't sound exactly like something she would say, but uh, but the sentiment is there. And, um, especially when she said, didn't you hear what I just already said the message? That was very evidential. <laughs> I also saw an arm movement. Like you got this. Did she, do you know if her mannerism was the arm? Because I didn't mention that. And I, I don't recall. Okay. I'll ask dad. Um, but I definitely, she wore the cat eye sunglasses or cat eye glasses and pictures that I have of her. Um, so that's, that's really cool. You did great. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for that validation. I, I, I was, I, I didn't know how, you know, I'm still having trouble separating the yes, uh, people that are coming through and I, and flipping back and forth um, is something that uh, I'm still learning to handle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so thank so you. So that was beautiful, Julia. And, you know, in the beginning, it's really, really difficult to discern whether you have one or two or three or four. You know, spirit, does they never come alone. They come as a group. And so what you just did is referred to as a split link. You spoke with one and then you spoke with the other, and then you went back and forth. And that is called a split link. Um, and that will become much easier for you as you go along. So just to go over a little bit with you, I love how immediately you knew that the grandmother, you had the relationship right away, you had the side of the family of the first grandmother that you were talking with. You gave beautiful evidence of, you know, clairvoyant evidence. Your clairvoyance was lovely there. Um, and so all of those specifics were wonderful. Um, we already talked about the pie. You know, our conscious mind wants to come in and it wants to fill in pieces. It still happens to me to this day. Um, it needs to feel like it wants to be a part of it, you know? Um, and quite often we will fill in pieces with our own words. And that just comes with practice and with time. So we don't want to focus on the things that we feel we may want to improve upon. We want to take note of them and just keep them in the back of our mind. But really, we want to focus on what we feel we did well. That is how we can best grow. And that's just my own personal opinion. There will be people out there who have a different opinion. But for me, I feel that works best for students. The only thing I want to call to your attention is that you're asking some pointed questions. But what I did notice is you're correcting that in the moment. 
like you said, do you have a picture of her? And then you said, I'm seeing a picture of her. Leave the do you know, you know, do you have the picture of her out? And just state it in a more positive way, like you did after. And by the way, beautiful, beautiful, you know, description of that photo. So that was really, really well done. And also well done knowing that you were with Carrie and not with me. So in a, um, a professional setting, as you go forward, um, what you would say if you were doing a demonstration is, you know, Sharon, please keep listening, but I'm really feeling drawn to Carrie here. So I'm going to go ahead and work with her, but please listen just in case. And then just continue with your reading. Thank you so much, Sharon. And, and when I said, when I started saying, do you have a picture? I thought of you and all of our practices. Don't ask questions, give the information. So thank you so much for mentioning that. You're very welcome. So who would like to go next? You want to, Jen, or do you want me to? It would be awesome if you go next. <laughs> I just get the sense I should go last. Okay. I was up for either. It doesn't matter. I like to you stand. You go, girl. I like to stand. <laughs> it you helps. want to talk about that a minute? Carrie, I'm so sorry. No, you're good. If you are ever having, a, feel like you're a little shaky in your connection, um, if you can, it is a good idea to stand up or simply put the bottoms of your feet on the ground. And sometimes that does help your connection. So I also, I, I like to stand because it helps with my clairsentience, but, um, and I also like starting with the inspirational speaking like uh, Sharon offers us to do. Um, and I'm feeling drawn just to remind people to listen to music and that music can change our whole chemistry of, uh, of our body and it can help with stress and turning the stress into power um, and releasing it. Uh, I, I heard recently that our brains, our minds, our egos don't, don't like music because the music can overpower them. It can help the soul overpower and get its way um, where our ego wants us to be lower and in fear and protect us. It's a, we need, the protection um but but we know if we're in a safe space or not and we just have to tell our brain we're safe and we're going to raise our vibration and be open and it's all good so critical voice go sit over there i don't need you right now i have a man coming into my awareness and i feel like um I'm seeing that he was really tall and somewhat lanky, long arms, long legs, and he was very handsome. And I, I'm seeing his hair um, styled. Like he, he liked to look good. So far, is anybody recognizing someone that would meet this description? It's a little soon to throw it out there, but maybe okay. a little. 
I keep seeing him um, in his 30s. I don't, I don't feel like this is when he passed. I feel like it's a memory. Uh, and, and my aunt's brother is popping into my mind, um, who kind of fit this description and he's still here. Um, so I, I feel like spirits giving me him to, because they're similar. Uh, I've, so, I'm seeing him in a bar. Carrie, stick with that. He's that familiar to your aunt's brother. Intuitively, try and discern what about him is similar. Is it the way he looks? Is it the personality? I feel like it's the looks and the personality. So, uh, they're the tall and long arms, um, and, and naturally attractive without putting in a whole lot of effort, like, uh, not vain at all, but very charismatic, uh, very caring, uh, and a lot of fun could be really fun to be around. Now that I'm describing his personality, does anybody recognize somebody like this? Sharon, I'm seeing him standing in front of a bar, um, a wooden, a wooden shiny bar. But I, I can't tell if he worked there or was a regular. But I feel like he had had a space that he went to regularly to socialize. Would you understand that? I believe that to be true. I feel like he could make it. Anyone he spoke to, he made a friend. Yes. And I'm hearing the word boisterous. I also feel like when he gave you his attention, you felt like you had all of his attention. I believe that, so, yes. That he truly listened to you and made you feel special when you were having a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Yes. I'm hearing 50s. Did he transition in his 50s? Uh, very close to that. Okay. And I'm feeling sudden. I believe so. He said he likes it better that way. Like, he's, he's glad that he wasn't sick and long and drawn out. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's established in heaven, that he's been there been there enough years to where it feels like home. He's not still adjusting. That's correct. And he, re he really enjoys um, being in the welcoming crew. That's new. He said, just like Sharon brought up uh, earlier, how much she enjoys teaching or you enjoy teaching Sharon um, and seeing that spark go off when the first connection happens. He said it's a similar spark, like when he gets, when, when somebody comes over and realizes where they are and what all this, is, you know, like that they're in heaven and how great it is. And, you know, like that it's that same kind of like watching somebody's light bulb go off. 
and he really loves how much you love teaching. Mm-hmm. He's, he said it, it's, it's really, you're helping with the, the quality of mediumship so much and the way that you you lead with love is exactly how spirit the universe wants you to do it like and they're so proud that you figured that out thank you and you can finish when you're ready with him i'm asking if he would like to say anything else (laughs) just I love you. Thank you. So thank you. I'm thanking him for allowing me to be his voice. And um, then he was fun to get to know. Thank you so much. That was lovely. So I loved your intro. Um, I love music. Spirit communicates to me through music quite often. And the gentleman that you had also loved music. I find that whatever we speak about, when we speak inspirationally, we don't know it at the time, but the people in the spirit world are influencing those talks. So that was lovely. So he was um, tall and lanky, very handsome. There were times his his hair was styled and he was clean cut, but he had many different looks. He didn't always look like that. He could also be much more relaxed and casual. Um, I'm sure he probably liked to look good. Uh, He showed you himself in his 30s. I believe I met him when he was in his 30s. I know that he spent time in bars, uh, and he was, he was very naturally attractive, charismatic, caring, and a lot of fun. Um, I could take that wooden bar in a couple ways, so I'm not quite sure where he was coming from. At least I wasn't until you said it was shiny. So when you said that bar top was shiny, it took me to where I believe he was, which, you know, that was wonderful, wonderfully done. Um, This gentleman could make friends with anyone. Absolutely. Um, He could be boisterous, but it wasn't his normal nature. Um, He would be in his late 50s now. He was close to his 50s when he passed. And and when you first said that, you asked it as a question. Did he pass in his 50s? Um, You could have said that more like, I feel like he passed in his 50s. I know he passed in his 50s. He's telling me or he's letting me know that he passed in his 50s. Um, Let's see. He has been there long enough to feel at home. I know he feels very at home. And he's never shared that he enjoys being part of the welcoming crew before. So that was really nice to hear. And um, 
you know, it's wonderful to see that spark in people. However, whether it's when you cross or you're doing this kind of work or you're doing something creative that, you know, brings you to life. So I totally understand what he was saying. Um, and so other than that, you know, uh, you had mentioned, I believe, that his passing was sudden. I don't really know. I believe that it was um, because he just disappeared and we never heard from him again. Mm. And so I know that he's in spirit because he comes through often, not just to me personally, um, but he comes through in circles to teach as well. So beautiful job with him. Thank you. You did really well. Okay, Jen, you're up. So, excuse me. I would just like to say I felt like he shared the welcoming committee for all of us and everyone listening. It was such a beautiful example of that spirit lives on and that they live enriched experiences and that he's getting joy and then we're all welcomed as we come through. So anyway, I just loved it. So, you know, I don't usually do an inspirational talk, but I wanted to bring that up because that like inspired me and it was just, I love how he brought that through. So just give me a moment. I'm having a little challenge because I feel like, um, I feel like I'm being surrounded by different people and they're like going in a circle around me. And what's happening is I'm getting images of people I've met with. So, I'm, so let me just ask them <laughs> to have someone step forward and ask forward. Me up one at a time, please. Okay. So I have a gentleman and he is presenting to me in what I would say is 1970s, 1980s attire. He has on um, like slacks and he has on a um, like windbreaker jacket. It's reminding me of the members only type jackets that were very popular back then. He is probably he's he's average height but a little bit on the taller side so i'm saying like 510 i'm getting the sense that he has um mixed ethnicity i can't quite tell um but i i feel like he came from um two different ethnic backgrounds because he's kind of showing me his mom and his dad being different um, they're in spirit as well. So he's in spirit um, with them. And he keeps showing me the house I grew up in. So, and this doorway that was significant in my house. So I want to say that. Describe the doorway, Jen. It is just a typical. 1960s, 70s square doorway um, with like very thin molding around the door, um, very plain 
type of door, like single panel, single pane, not ornate with multiple um, cutouts or designs like behind Juliet's head <laughs> where there's a newer door. What he's, what he's showing me, um, I get the sense that he was involved in construction um, and building. Does his description or him being in construction, is he resonating with anyone? Not, Not yet, but keep going. He's also showing me his shoes and he's, um, he's dancing. Like he's, he's like tapping his feet and he's, um, <laughs> he's, uh, like dancing with a partner right now. So he enjoyed to dance and he's, um, he's leading me to country music and, and like line dancing, but also with like a partner, like I see him going around and he has, he has like these really, uh, like brand new crisp blue jeans on like that he would love to wear. Like he was very particular about when he would go into the country bar and um just like look really crisp and put together and i'm seeing a um a white one of those like country shirts where they i don't know how to describe it exactly but they seem to have like like buttons not buttons but um like the metal rivets thank you thank you i couldn't think of the right word so i'm seeing like the metal rivets and um, I'm getting that he spent most of his life in the South. Can anyone take that yet? Okay. So, Jen, don't get discouraged here. It's quite possible that we are not pleasing him, which happens quite often. Trust in what you are receiving. Ask him for one more piece. See if we can pull it together. And if not, see if there's anybody else there who would like to speak. So uh, what he showed me when you mentioned additional evidence is a uh, classic 19, like 50s red truck that is in a farm setting. So it's kind of like in this long driveway and then there's um, like just natural grown grass fields behind him. And he's like leaning up against the pickup truck and he's still in cowboy gear, but it's, it's more every day that it wasn't like when I was talking about the construction, it was more that he was like building barns and building um, fences. Like he was, he was working on the farm is what he was doing. Does and he just, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah. <laughs> Does that help anyone? Okay. So just thank him for coming. See if there's anybody else there who would like to speak. So um, he like stepped aside, but brought with him a, uh, a woman who is in, I would say, She's like midlife is what I'm getting. And he's showing me that they were um, 
like lifelong friends and he had a romantic interest in her, <laughs> but they never carried out being together. And I'm getting the sense that this woman's with you, Sharon. And she was um, related to, I'm getting like cousin, but you were really close. Um, I'm not quite getting sister, but I'm getting a, um, a close relationship when you were younger, when you were in your 20s, 30s, like earlier in life. And I'm, I'm, um, I'm hearing Maggie, M word. I can't place that right now. Like Marge, Margaret. So I'm getting this M, um, and she has uh, brown hair, and she enjoyed dancing as well. And uh, I'm getting this really strong sense that she passed um, too soon. Like she was, she didn't see her forties. Um, she passed suddenly and like, I have a knot in my stomach. Like she passed related to what I would say was some, I'm getting like cancer related to her organs or insides. Um. I can take somebody who passed that way. The name wouldn't be correct. Um, your time is up, but work with her for just a minute more and see what happens here. She is uh, showing me white flowers, like just lots of white flowers that have been cut and uh, like kind of gathered together and tied off in an informal bouquet. And um, what she's leading me to is, Sharon, you have some dried flowers. And I'm not getting that they're from her, <laughs> but she just wants me to point out that they're, that you have some dried flowers that are significant to you. You said they were white? Yes. I have them sitting on my desk right now. They're not dry, but I have white flowers sitting on my desk right now. So beautifully done. And believe it or not, you pulled together who the gentleman was <gasps> through her. And so I'm going to explain. So this is a friend of mine. She passed in her 40s. It's age is so hard, guys, you know. We can, I know, even people who are still here in the physical, I look at them, I think they're in their 20s, they're in their 40s. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just so hard to um, pick up age. Um, and so what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to tell you about her first. We were not lifelong friends. We met in our 30s. And we did become good friends after that. I'm not sure how Maggie fits in. Um, I'm going to have to think about that. Brown hair. Um, I, I've seen, we have danced together. We'll put it that way. So there was, you know, a love of dancing. 
Um, she did pass too soon and very suddenly. It was from cancer that presented in her stomach, so very good, but it was actually from somewhere else in the body. But all of the symptoms presented in the abdominal area. Um, the white flowers are sitting right on my desk, right on my desk as we're talking. I, we have a mutual friend who you kind of described him, but you described his father as well, who is in the spirit world. He would have been an adult in the 70s or 80s. Um, not sure about if he wore a windbreaker or not. Um, he was tall. I'm not sure if he's taller than 5'10", but he was at least 5'10". And um, I cannot take the mixed ethnicity with him. His parents are in the spirit world with him. Um, and there were times he was involved in construction. Um, he was into country music. And I know that he probably would have danced in his day. And I can take those crisp blue jeans with him. Those crisp, you know, they're not worn in yet. Absolutely. Very much of a cowboy vibe with him. Uh, he did spend most of his life in the South. I believe all of it. And I'm not sure about the red truck. I could probably check into that. Uh, building barns, yes. Putting up fences, yes. And he had a direct connection to this woman who, when she was younger, she worked for him. And they became friends. So I know you felt like that was really good. You know, we don't always feel like we're hitting the mark. Try and let that go as much as possible. Um... Because he didn't come to my mind, and there were a few things that were off that I couldn't take. But as we're doing a reading, try not to go by the reaction of your sitter, of the recipient. Stay true to what you're getting from the spirit world. And they usually find a way to work it out. Really, the only thing when it came to the end that I could not take was the mixed ethnicity. And there might be something back in that family that I don't know about. So very well done. Well done sticking with it and not dropping your power while you were nervous that you weren't, you know, you weren't, you know, having somebody pick up on them. Um, and I personally feel like that was arranged like that for a reason, so that we could talk about that. But you did a beautiful job. Thank you. Yeah, they were they were both lovely. Like I, I enjoy what we haven't talked about is, and Carrie kind of alluded it to when she was done and thanking him and and appreciate getting to know him. I love getting to know 
new people in spirit because mm -hmm. we're having a conversation with them. Yes. And it's just beautiful. Absolutely. I enjoy it as well. I know we all do. Otherwise, we wouldn't be exploring this, right? So. Right. And, and I love how you brought through friends because it, it's not just loved ones or family members. It can be anybody and it could be somebody that you um, may need to get a message to. Uh, and and uh, you have to go through several people on the other side to get there mm -hmm. for that message. So I love that example that they that spirit brought through for us. That's a beautiful point, Juliet because spirit will use whatever ways they can to get a message to their loved ones. And just to follow up on what you were saying, I have been shocked at the people who have come to visit me in readings. People I never would have expected. So, you know, having an open mind, just like you were just saying, is so very important. Well, thank you so much, Sharon. And thank you so much, Carrie, for being vulnerable and letting us uh, record this wonderful mediumship circle session. Um, do any of you have anything left to say? Like any advice for developing mediums? So advice for developing mediums, be yourself, be authentic. We have all been giving something, given something that is unique to us that only we have to offer to the spirit world. And the people in the spirit world need all of us. Because, you know, in my understanding, not every medium is for every person. We all have different life experiences, and I like to call it a database, just for lack of a better word. Different life experiences, different information that's in here. Um, that can be used by the spirit world to communicate. And the more that we can be authentic selves, the better we will feel in, in our own skin and the more useful we can be to the people in the spirit world. So I think that's the best advice I can give anybody. And Carrie, how about you? Any parting advice or thoughts? Um, just be discerning about who you learn from and make sure you resonate with them. Uh, Whole Medium Academy for, I believe, all three of us, but definitely for me, it feels like home. And um, I go take classes in between at other places. And some have resonated quite well. And I enjoy learning a different perspective or way to teach, you know, way the teacher is teaching me. Um, but there's also been ones where I'm like, mm, this isn't my cup of tea. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like you're just, you're being guided and, and always listen to your gut, no matter what it's about. Like don't ignore your gut feelings because you're usually getting them for a reason. I thank you for thank that, you. that wonderful point because there are so many resources out there for learning and developing your mediumship. And if it does not resonate with you immediately, um, like you said, we, we don't even have to go through the whole course. We can just try another. We can uh, try another spirit circle. We can try so many different avenues to learn our gifts and, you know, and most importantly, feel, uh, be in a space where we feel safe mm -hmm. uh, because we are connecting to the other side and we want to make sure we feel as safe and welcoming as possible. And I just want to thank you all for sharing today 
and we all, I don't know about Sharon, but the three of us practicing, it took a lot for us to like have the courage to like do this and record it. And spirit totally was there with us and it was lovely. So thank you so much. So Jen, you know what? This takes courage. Anybody who decides to travel this wonderful, joyful journey, it takes courage and um, it takes us. We need to be willing to be vulnerable in that space because in a mediumship reading, we never, ever know what's going to happen. So well done, all three of you. And it takes courage every single time you do it. Thank you so much, Sharon. And if people wanted to contact you, how do they do that? Um, they could go to my website, which is Sharon B. Jones, spiritualmedium.com. And all Thank the information you. to reach me is there. 